this is Harini here and I am your host for the third episode of Drop the Mic and the 11th episode overall for Reverb Radio and I'm really excited because I am joined by one of my friends today who's Sudhan and we're going to be talking about being comfortable with being uncomfortable and as abstract as that sounds I think we're all sort of going through something similar which is why we thought that you know something like this is important to talk about and important to address so that i mean we all feel a less like less alone you know so sudhant hi hi harini thanks for having me here yeah are you excited yep <laughs> okay that was brief good okay so we're going to start so the first thing that i feel like you know is such an obvious question but i feel like we should definitely like get into it is what has changed since lockdown except you know the obvious and which is everything mental health wise how are you keeping up with work how are you keeping up with college like how is it keeping up with friends now how different is it i mean that's a very broad question but i think let's let's take it uh, part by part because every every aspect i think for all of us every aspect of our life has like changed drastically after the covid situation and i mean it it's all starting off from like there's a initial few months are just like a lot of confusion where you don't know what's happening and you don't know what's going to happen so like it's like i i remember being supremely uncertain because uh, i'm a final year student and my exams just <laughs> kept postponing like week in week out i'd get another like another report in the newspaper and the funniest thing is there was no official authority telling us what's happening it was just random news articles which we kept reading and it just the exam days just kept moving forward and forward and a lot of people's life plans were on hold like since january our, our life plans are just on hold because of all of this happening so i mean that's one of the biggest like for me that's the highlight of my year because like su- suddenly i really don't know how to go about it everything just stopped and now it's like i'm living in this void of uncertainty and i i don't know what's happening and the funniest thing is in the beginning the the initial few months it was very fearless for me like i used to overthink about it all the time and right now i think i've embraced it it's like you know the saying embrace the void i think we've done it now at this point i am completely okay with not knowing things it's weird but like i mean at least i'm not anxious all the time yeah i know what you're talking about exactly when you when you put it like because of the uncertainty i think that makes everything so much worse and it's not just the uncertainty that is attached with like this situation it's the uncertainty that comes with every other aspect of your life like be it college be it work be it friends it's like okay when am i you know going to do this when is this going to happen is it ever going to happen and like there's so much anxiety attached to that which is like makes everything so much worse you know like you said like you remember like if you recall being so anxious about it i in the beginning i will admit i was like pretty positive i was pretty okay with it i was like yeah i mean you got to deal with it and now that it's been going on for so many months it's like oh shit like is it ever going to end yeah and like how am i going to like keep my keep my stability through all of this like how am i going to maintain any of that but like how much longer do i have to keep up with all of this you know and yeah, i mean i would love that... to know how you like uh, like for example for me just because you brought a stability mental stability is that in the beginning i really thought so uh, ideally my plan was that i will finish uh, my graduation sometime in march and then i was going to take a gap year because i'm really not sure uh, what masters course i want to pursue so i've um, i'm a soon to be journalism graduate because my final exams are happening as we speak but it ideally should have happened in march uh, and then was my gap year period so when the when the pandemic thing happened and the lockdown came in i wasn't that phased because i thought at least it's a gap which i get to think and to figure things out yeah but i realized in the like uh, the initial few weeks were like there was no schedule i really just woke up and i thought uh, what do i want to do today what makes me happy today i'll do that and eventually i'll be able to find out something which i like and which i'll be able to pursue later on for me personally i've realized that uh, without a schedule life is so weird like i need one anchor point of my day like for a few days my anchor was only that i would do anything but at 6 like at 6:30 in the evening i would go for a walk and that's the only thing like that's the only thing which i had planned for the day and i realized after a point of this very weird 
time I was living in where there was no sense of time. I could eat at whatever time I wanted, sleep whenever I wanted. I realized that's not a way to live. Uh, I, I'll need some anchor points, which I've started putting in my schedule now. So, Definitely. I mean, you know how we speak that, you know, maybe if we do whatever makes me happy without a schedule, because schedules are restrictive in nature, it'll be better. But I realize that that's not the case anymore for me. So I would love to know what yeah. happened with you in, in a similar manner. Yeah, I completely can understand what you're talking about, like an anchor point. I feel like in like there was, you know, in the beginning when everyone was trying to comfort each other and they were like, oh, you know, you shouldn't feel pressure to do work right now. Like you shouldn't give into the capitalist nature of, you know, how the world works. And it's like, okay, that's that's really comforting to know initially. But then if that just goes on and on, it's like I have no discipline in my life and I'm just floating you know, through life. And, and I feel like there's a lot of guilt attached to that where you feel like, oh, I have all of this time. I have all of this privilege. I have all of these resources and I have my health for, for now and I'm not utilizing in any way. Like, you know, I'm like wasting away Correct. my youth. I'm wasting away my time, you know? But I don't know. I mean, the, I agree with you, but like, I mean, I feel that this whole philosophy of working all the time like there's there's two sides to this coin one is when we overwork ourselves uh, out of the guilt that we are not working enough because i mean we like like you said that you know i'm privileged enough i have everything at my disposal and like i'm so lucky that even in such a difficult time i can choose to work and i can find work on the other hand it is also a thing which which i felt is that what if i genuinely choose not to work like do i really have to work because i mean we are all collectively going through so much right now and yeah. do I need to put myself through this? Because uh, every time I, like, I don't want to push myself to an extent wherein my mental health goes for a toss. And this is basic, the lockdown is basically government sanctioned alone time. Uh, it's a funny way to put it, <laughs> but that's what it is yeah. for me. Like I can really just live with my thoughts and make peace uh, with myself. And I really had this whole conversation with myself where I was like, do I really want to work or can I just genuinely take this time off? and work on myself and just try to make peace with like how my life is right now, how my life is changing because of this pandemic and how it might turn out later on. So I, I really don't yeah. know what to feel about work. Like there's always two, two sides to this coin. Yeah, definitely. And I, and I think one aspect that makes it so much harder is when you like compare yourself and like, I tend to compare myself so much, like what others are doing. And even though it could be like, we are on two completely different parallels. You know, their life is completely different than mine. But that inevitability of compare, comparing myself and comparing where I'm at or where they're at, I think that's, it becomes like obvious after a point. It's like, well, obviously I'm going to compare myself to my peers. And I think social media perpetuates this way more. Like I am. Oh, I agree with and, you so much. Like, yeah. I don't know. Do you have a LinkedIn? User. Did you make a LinkedIn uh, uh, during the lockdown? I, no, I have not made a LinkedIn yet, but I do go check people's LinkedIn. And like, let me tell you, that is probably the worst thing, worst clicks I will make. Honestly, LinkedIn is the worst thing that ever happened to me in this lockdown. Like LinkedIn <laughs> basically like strives on the human nature, which we have of comparing everything with other people. And yeah, and it's so stupid. My God, LinkedIn is the stupidest thing. I'm sorry. I really, really hate it. If, even <laughs> if you see the suggestive things on LinkedIn, I don't know if I think you might not have used it, but it's like every time someone starts a job, okay, you get a notification saying that this person has now started at this position, congratulate them. And, and then it'll suggest that you send them congratulation messages, stuff like that. And the weirdest thing is uh, LinkedIn is a, like, it's supposed to be a motivational place, right? Where we all motivate each other to follow our dreams and do whatever we want. But now it's become more of a place where everyone praises each other, even if they don't mean it entrepreneurial in a way in a way but it's not even like supportive of each other it's basically now that oh i did this what have you done like i've got seven certificates in this lockdown like dude i just read a book and i can't certify myself for reading a book but i mean that's still knowledge which i just like i think it, they're monetizing on certificates like a lot of people have yeah. started doing that yeah so, like, it's it's used always, uh, as a currency in a way definitely yeah. definitely any of your achievements they're like okay so now I've, i can add one more it's like there's no incentive left to do work for any other purpose rather than you know like oh i can put it on my resume or oh i can 
capitalize it in some way or the other like we have become so that like centric you know the value of Definitely. things is lost it feels like uh, do you know when there's a thing uh, uh, guilty until proven innocent so i feel like i'm illiterate until i prove to you that i have a certificate in something something like it doesn't matter if i have yeah. read, like 15 20 books but if i can't have anything to show for it then i am a nothing yeah. which is extremely weird like picture or it didn't happen but like like in a different and it's the same analogy exactly so i mean honestly whoever's listening please don't make a linkedin i'm not being paid to say this i just really care about your mental health like just don't make a linkedin yeah that's that's good advice until you know exactly until like, you got um, exactly exactly and like i am actually trying to put it off for as long as i can and i know i can't put it off for much longer because i'm pretty sure like by next year or in a few months that is i will have to make one we will um, eventually yeah, not, get on it that's the worst part yeah not looking forward so yeah. tell me how do you think we can deal with this sort of you know going back to what i said earlier this guilt that we can almost have you know when like for so, example like, when not for, working from right so for me personally work is a big thing like i don't i don't ha- i don't feel guilty about like how my relationships with my fa- like all my friendships are because i think they are pretty well managed as of this point because even with the lockdown i realized that the ones you want to keep in touch with you can it's not that difficult it's just that you have to i think one thing about this year is that you have to be uh, more empathetic with with everyone and everything well, like it's not just your friends but it's everything in the like in the country what's happening you see you see things with farmers where in they so the thing is i've been uh, a huge like i've been following the farmer protests uh, and their issues Advocate. for a long time Yeah, I've been advocating for. I wouldn't want to say that because I'm not that knowledgeable as of now in in the field. But I've been trying to keep myself up to date. Uh, so yeah, and the thing is, if you don't have empathy for any of these people, uh, because the thing is, you realize that you are sitting like I'm. I'm not going to say you. I'm sorry. I mean, I realize that I'm sitting in my house and I'm very comfortable right now. And so COVID is not that big of a deal for me. It's not. I mean, we've got a good amount of savings. Uh, even if, for example, we don't earn this month, we can get by. It's not that difficult. But for a lot of people, it's That's it's not, not that case. easy. And unless we are not empathetic, you know, unless we don't realize how COVID is affecting different people right now, it's it's like it's going to. For example, now I know for a fact that uh, two years later, once this dies down, we'll read all these reports saying. speaking about how people were affected in times of covid and that time we will probably feel guilty and we will feel that what was the government doing what was happening what were we doing as people i work for an ngo what was i doing as someone who claims to be helping everyone in all my capacities personal capacities we will all like come like reflect on this time after two years but if we ha- if we just have empathy right now we could like we could do much more as what i feel like yeah. the, the only things which make me guilty right now is like am i empathetic enough am i trying my my level best to help people out in any way possible like i've tried to fundraise i've tried to get like i went to dispatch food to the migrant workers there were a lot of people uh, migrants uh, in in huge numbers leaving the city uh, and i don't know if you read the articles but if you would have gone to kalyan station back then when the tramic trains were on you had uh queues which were long like they were as long as kilometers like the length was in kilometers of people just waiting for their trains and those people didn't have they were daily wages so they don't have money for the next day so definitely they don't have food and the thing is they don't have food for today and they also don't have food when they get back home so what's going to happen to all of these people you can you can't just like the government can't keep lock i'm sorry if it gets getting too political but the thing is you can't keep launching packages and compensation things which will come to them later what they need is things right now and like we try to give like uh, gather food from different households over the city and give it to them uh, you know go there and, and like give them ration kits stuff like that but one thing which always uh, is on the back of my mind is have i done enough in this lockdown like for these people yeah yeah so with like, that's the... one of the major stressors for me yeah with the question of you know always like am i doing enough am i being enough am i utilizing my time enough and i think all of that definitely adds to how 
you know, we might end up feeling either as students or either as newly graduates or either anyone, like anyone looking for a job, you know, I think that the amount of pressure is right now is unmatched to if it was a while back or if, you know, this didn't happen. Yeah. And I think when you were talking about, you know, the migrant workers and everything like that, they are a disadvantaged group. You know, when, you know, you are someone who has seen it firsthand and I obviously have not, but I know that I know all of this because of like news and everything like that. But I also think that the mainstream media has done very little to even try and highlight what issues are going on and not just with the migrant workers, with everything else, with like even the number of cases in our country, you know, and how they're rising. Definitely. They've it? downplayed it. Yeah. In fact, some have completely overlooked it. At least, you know, the main channels and everyone is just so enamored by learning about like the Bollywood secret and everything. And it's it's really strange because it's the most of the people watching mainstream news like on television is like anyone above the age of 40, typically, you know, because that's Definitely. their only source of news and like newspapers, I guess. But someone yeah. like us or someone our age would lean more towards, you know, Twitter, Instagram for news. You know, and I feel in a lot of ways that can be considered more reliable as well, because, you know, they have the outlet to talk about issues that, quote, can't be talked about anywhere else, or they're too small, or they're not affecting enough people. And like, who even draws that line? Okay, after 10,000 people, that's when we talk about it. After 10,000 have died, that's when we mention it. It's so, I don't know, it's so obscene to even think about. I like in in my personal opinion I this is a very uh, different opinion but I feel that it's just the fact that they don't choose to talk about uh, the plight of the migrant workers uh, and the plight of daily wage earners the plight of the kisans it's not I don't mean farmers who have their own land but I I mean the people who who are like labor on the farm those the, the land is not there so the only way they can earn is if they get employed at a farm so those are the ones which are really really badly affected and the, the fact that we just don't, we choose not to talk about them in on TV or in the news, is just demeaning to their uh, like dignity. Like, for example, yeah. uh, if you were there in 2018, we had huge farmer protests in Bombay. They all came, uh, they traveled for like 21 days I remember. all across Maharashtra and they came to Bombay. And one of the weirdest takeaways from that was I saw a picture of a farmer with Devendra, like the chief minister at the time, Devendra Fadnavis, and he gave him, like the chief minister gave him a check, which was about 100 rupees, that's it, as remuneration. And, and they had a photo of with that, which is like at this point, if a farmer's traveling for 21, like 21 days, they, they're walking barefoot in hopes of getting remunerated, and you take a photo of giving them a check of some 100 rupees, that's demeaning. Yeah. That's like, that's an attack it's on someone's so dignity. It's more than it's... performative. You are demeaning them. And that's like, I would yeah. really want to challenge that in court if, if we could, because that's not the right to live and the right to live with dignity. We, we don't stand for this. So like, it if we just had a little more empathy, you wouldn't have that photo op at least. Yeah. So that's what I mean by this year has to be one of empathy where we realize a lot of people have been placed very differently. They've grown up very differently. And if, if we don't step out of our way to help out, because these are unprecedented times and, and in unprecedented times, you have to act differently. Yeah. And, you know, with, with the influx of the amount of, I don't want to say negative news because that wouldn't be accurate, I guess, but just the just news in general is like, there is so much news and it significantly, you know, affects somebody like I have found myself not wanting to check Instagram, not wanting to check Twitter because I'm just like, you know what, I don't want to see another blank, you know, Definitely. and whatever that you may feel be. this, uh, I, I, I want to know from you, I just want to check if you feel the same way. Like, I feel that after the lockdown has happened, social media collectively, all the apps have somehow found out my insecurities and they keep throwing them in my face. I Like, <laughs> if that happens to you, like LinkedIn keeps throwing these weird job opportunities and like people who have done really well somehow. And like, I just keep comparing myself, Instagram, keeps keeps showing me like these motivational posts and it keeps showing me n- news about like people doing well in the lockdown or something like that and 
even like I just somehow it's really weird. Maybe it's it's just me, but I feel like the algorithm has found out what what I fear the most, and it just keeps giving me that somehow. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I would say that it has found my insecurity, but like I just feel the amount of posts or like whatever has definitely increased, and you are bound to find something that you know will make you upset, will make you. angry will make you insecure will make you any of the negative emotions that you know you don't want to feel but you are already feeling and kind of amplified and definitely. that has definitely been my experience like for sure and it's it, because it's like so much there is so much of it going on all of the time like it really affects how you perceive it and again like that's such a privileged sort of perspective because it's like you know i can't watch the news or i can't read it because it's mentally yeah, affecting so me the, the exactly is, yeah, i feel the same way but the thing is dude if i can't look out for myself i can't do anything yeah. because the first thing i need to do is like i i need to be able to stand up in the morning and exactly. if if to do that if i have to stop reading the news for a while i will have to because in the beginning I remember every day we used to have like COVID tracker apps on our phones where we used to wake up and check like yeah. what happened today, how many cases like increased in this area, in my area, stuff like that. And I found myself getting overloaded with this information about COVID. Like it's it's so bad here, it's so bad that so like the numbers increasing and stuff like that. And like a few personal experiences of like my relatives getting COVID and how we dealt with it, etc. And after a point, I just cut off. I shut off. I was like, yeah, COVID exists, and I don't want to know more about it for a while. I just need to be okay for a while, like okay as in I just want to keep myself away from this new for a while. So that's always yeah. Like, I mean, I know for a fact it, it seems wrong that we choose not like we choose to be ignorant after that point. But I just want to be able to stand up in the morning the next day. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a lot to take, and like uh, I learned this thing about uh, circadian rhythms. I think that's you know how you pronounce it. but okay. you know how like disrupt disruption of those rhythms are very easily like that can easily be triggered with like mental health and like how your mental health is doing so if you feel like you're feeling anxious you're feeling low and you've been feeling that way for say several days then your circadian rhythm will be affected and that'll subsequently affect your sleep affect when you eat or when you wake up or what you do you know like in the sense that if you have motivation that day or not you know i think that's such a interesting way to look at it because it's like i feel like in situations like that we just tend to blame ourselves where we're like oh you know i am not doing enough why am i not doing enough this person is achieved so much this person is doing the most and i am just over here like not doing anything and i feel like that is something that we all will lean towards at some point or the other and feel bad about ourselves and i feel like yeah. in those moments you know we really need to catch ourselves and be like you know what this is normal this is okay i know i'm feeling this way right now and probably won't be the last time i'm feeling this way but i am trying my best and i am you know learning every single day because we're learning to adjust right and i think that way if you look at it we've done a stellar job at adjusting with everything going on like Definitely. suddenly college is shut it, now that you mentioned it i think we don't i don't want to say praise but like we don't acknowledge that in ourselves credit ourselves Yeah, definitely. Yeah, because it's like suddenly we don't get to meet any of our friends. Suddenly we don't get to go to university or work. Suddenly we can't go to restaurants anymore. Like everything is shut. Everything has changed. And then we just kind of went, ah, okay, cool. I'm gonna just stay at home for the next three months and more. And I feel yeah. like that way we've done a pretty good job. And like at least most people that I know have like respected the rules of like lockdown. Have respected the rules of you know quarantine and covid and taking precautions and Definitely. i and i think that's pretty you know pretty great and like trying not to endanger ourselves or anyone else and that way which is why i feel we need to acknowledge that and we need to give ourselves credit and be like you know what we're trying our best we're trying to do our best in such a situation and it's not easy and the opportunities that someone else might have right now is like is great for them and like it's not the same and i can't blame myself for it like i am not wholly to blame you know and i think Definitely. that's something that we need to check in with ourselves and i think i have had so many conversations with a lot of my friends 
who like you know like you said like everyone is going through so much right now and we like even if we don't check up on each other there's no pressure because again you got to understand that you know everyone is going through a hard time so i can't blame someone and be like you're not talking to me you're not texting me you're not you know getting involved in my life enough you're not asking me how my day was and that is a tendency that i feel like can yeah, occur otherwise we've realized it now that like i mean so, somehow we acknowledge that more that that you know we just gauge the other person's your friend's reaction and you're like okay today maybe they are not in the mood to talk and that's completely okay like we yeah. just talk later and you can't and hold like, that against one another have you run out of things to talk sometimes like so Definitely. i i have i have a best friend and like we used to chill a lot in college live at his house half the time and now it's just like every few days i'll say hi i miss you and he'll say hi i miss you too and that's our conversation yeah and that's it and and i mean there is nothing more to say you know after that enough, because i, I mean yeah in a way that is enough so one more thing that i wanted to discuss was how are you dealing with all of this be it pressure be it you know stress be it any kind of like okay like today you woke up and you're like oh damn i'm really not feeling that well and you know today i think is going to be a difficult day so like how do you deal with that do you have any like rituals or something that you do uh i mean for like this is what i feel is that there's no sure shot way of dealing with like what we are going through like everyone is finding their own way and like for me i feel like there is no one way we can find it's a journey and like for a few days i i i had a guitar okay and i used to play it uh when i was in school and i stopped and then with all this time on my hand i was like yeah sure i, I can give it another try that worked for a good 10 15 days and then i was like ah oh, i'm not up to, i'm not feeling up to it anymore and then i had to switch and find another thing after a few days so i feel like it's a journey and every few days i just try to find what what can so as i i, I mentioned anchor points i just really try to set a few anchor points for myself for example in the morning when i wake up i do a short prayer and that's one of my anchor points i enjoy doing that in um in the evening i just do like a short uh, before right before i go to sleep i just do um, a short uh, prayer again which is basically me like it's more more like introspection where i just see how i went through my day and am i really trying to be the kind of person i want to be so or do i need to change a few things so like these two are just like my anchor points and then um, i used to go for walks but then we got a covid scene in in the in the building so i can't go anymore but yeah i mean setting a few anchor points i feel has been one thing which really helped me out but other than that it's just a journey you just keep trying to and like some things work for you on some days and on some days they they just don't work for you yeah definitely and i feel like i have tried to find like that hobby as well like trying to lean towards like i remember i used to cook and bake a lot in the beginning because i used to be like okay today i'm going to do this and that was like a really exciting thing you know where it's like i find motivation because i'm like i'm looking forward to doing that task the entire day and like once i've finished it i feel really accomplished and i'm like okay that's going to be like you know what i did today and i'm really happy and i'm proud of it that you know i had the energy to do it but now like slowly that sort of like again like i lost interest and i was like and also like i started like getting way busier with college so i had no time to like look up recipes and like trying to do it all the time and i felt bad about it because i was like oh, you know i used to do that all the time and now i don't do that anymore but then again i was like uh, it's fine i'm going to find some other new hobby in the on the yeah. way like you said in the jo- it's a journey so every month it's like something else and i think Definitely. that's i think we just trying to find things yeah and one of the things yeah. like you mentioned you 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 got busier with college i think in in my opinion if i was in your position i feel i i feel that like that would be good for me maybe uh, like because for me uh, my college ended uh, sometime in march where we just met uh, uh, one day and the other day onwards it was just like okay no college from now on and we don't know when exams going to happen and so for the last few months i had absolutely nothing to do and one thing i realized is that when i try to occupy myself for example uh, on a few days i decided that okay every day i'm going to i'm going to study this thing for 3 hours any random thing which i pick 
and I'm, I'm going to finish this sort of a course, which again, I didn't choose a certified course because sometimes I feel like people are selling, like if you've seen a lot of certified courses have come out uh, during the lockdown, and I feel yeah. like there's no real knowledge. It's just people are trying to earn through that. And so I just chose a few readings, which I would like to know about. And I just was like, whatever happens, I need to finish uh, three hours of this reading material by the end of this day. And I kept doing that to myself for like a good 10, 15 days. And while that's extremely exhausting, I also felt that on some days where I kept myself super busy, it was good because I didn't have time to criticize myself. Cause I mean, I think we tend to do that in like when we have way yeah. too much time on our hands. So yeah. I, it's a and mix you know, for me. I would probably be happy if my college was like, okay, we'll teach you a few new things while we are waiting for exams to happen. I would probably, maybe I would have had less anxious thoughts or stuff like that. Okay. I would just want to kind of burst your bubble there because we are literally not learning anything much in online classes in the sense that oh, yeah. it's really hard to retain information in the setup that's going on right now. Because I feel you really have to have like a very high level of concentration throughout the day. And it's way more distracting to do that when you're sitting in your own house, in your own room, and your bed is like literally not even a meter away. Yeah. And I think something that was helping me was that I used to like get up and I used to put on like jeans and I used to wear like a proper outfit so that I feel motivated because I'm like, no, no, no. I, this is like a regular day. I got to do my you know, regular tasks and it's not like I'm just going to get up and like wear pajamas because that is just like making the situation much worse because I'm like, you know, I'd rather be sleeping right now. I don't want to be doing any of this. And that just yeah. then my whole day is ruined. And then it's like, it feels so good in the moment. And then as soon as the moment's over, it's like this whole shower of regret all over me. So I was like, yeah, I, I can't be doing that to myself. But I think you yeah, know wearing your jeans is like tricking your yeah. mind. It is, it is. And you know, something that my nanny always says to me now is that, you know, Harini, you gotta keep busy. You gotta keep busy. Otherwise you're just going to be thinking all these thoughts that you shouldn't be thinking. And you just gotta keep busy. You gotta keep doing something or the other, like read something or the other, be on your computer, be on your phone, do whatever, but keep busy. Don't be idle. You know, and she's, she keeps telling me that. And I'm like, because I constantly complain to her. I'm like, you know, I have so much college work. I have so many assignments. I have so much like blank. And she's like, you know, that's actually a good thing. If you were just sitting idle, you would just keep having all these thoughts and then you'd get sad. And then that's just, and then you'd come to me and you'd tell me about it. And I don't want to hear. So yeah, and I you think know, the grass is like, always greener on the other side. It's basically that. Definitely. Definitely. It's always that way. So that's it for Siddhant and I's part today. And thank you so much, Siddhant, for being here and talking to me about these really heavy topics. Yep. Thank you so much, Harini. I think, I mean, I mean, both of us, I think, will feel much better now knowing that everything we're feeling is, it's normal and everything, go, everyone goes through that. So that's great. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, going back to what you had said, that we need to be more empathetic to each other and ourselves and to like people who are not in the same situation as us and i really hope you guys found some comfort in what we said and yeah so now we're going to be talking to miss gayatri godbagi who is a faculty at sla for psychology and i thought this would be a really great idea to get her on board to sort of get her opinion and you know what she thinks about this entire thing because I'm sure that if we see like a more professional aspect to it, it would make a lot more sense and we'd feel a lot more like, I guess, comforted in knowing that. Thank you, Harini. So I'll just briefly introduce myself. I am a faculty. My name is Gayatri Kolbagi. I have a PhD in clinical psychology from a university in Paris. I am also a postdoctoral research associate at Bournemouth University in the UK and currently in India for a project. So I would want to know that, you know, because there's like such a drastic change in all of our lives during this time and clearly it's affected us all mentally and that has sort of, you know, continued on, especially with how much news there is and particularly how much like negative news there is and like constantly it's like, oh, something bad happened here, something bad happened here. 
you know so many people are suffering here and you're constantly exposed to that so like how do you think that affects like a person on a daily basis and you know how it affects not just their mood but everything else like their work life you know their sh- sleeping schedules to everything like that i just think uh, that th- the problems that you just stated were already there like stress anxiety depression uh, ptsd uh, was already there but the pandemic has sort of just taken the veil of it uh, in in some sense and it has it's taken the veil of those who are privileged because mental health goes hand in hand with human rights and uh, if you look at people whose human rights have been in some sort uh, infringed for whatever reasons they've always battled with a lot of mental health issues now what has happened is our suddenly our liberty has been taken away of movement of uh, companionship it might be like you know just wanting to hang out with friends and uh, getting uh, the positive reinforcement that we get through it so all these things because they are thwarted we are kind of but i do believe that again like those who have the privilege those who have the safety net uh to fall back on it's like you know um, there are a lot of taglines that go like we are we are all resilient etc etc you're resilient as long as you have money in your pocket and you have wifi exactly. and you have you have separate toilets and you have a room in case you want to isolate yourself um so i i think that uh, the pandemic has forced us in some way to look at uh, the mental health crisis through a humanitarian lens which is very very important and that i think is a silver lining in this whole chaos definitely yeah and like we were talking about this earlier about like how you know sometimes it, it becomes really hard to even keep up with friends at this moment because like sometimes you don't have enough to say you know you feel like a week has gone by you haven't spoken to anyone and it's like that pressure to like you know that has sort of disappeared where you feel like you constantly have to be in touch you constantly have to update someone like about your life you want to know about their life and you know there's like that guilt that's followed by that and that's not just with friendships but like with the work like for example this pressure to constantly be working or constantly be doing something you know something that is worth like tangible you know and so has that really disappeared though with like the guilt part like do you think uh well the guilt part uh, i'm i don't know whether to talk as an expert here or as someone who has uh has uh, a lived experience with mental illness because um i uh, i have only recently come out of clinical depression it's just been a month that my medication and therapy has been stopped uh, in some sense um so guilt is something uh, is like something that i have personally have been in a complicated relationship with um in some sense but uh, i also think that the pandemic has sort of of course we're bombarded with like if i have to open my email i just i have like this huge i don't know uh, someone's kept a big rock on my chest i feel like and i'm like oh my god i have to do this i have to do that like administratively things have just piled up and that is one of the reasons i feel that i am not focusing much on teaching or like my communication skills have certainly been hampered uh because of because of the pandemic this sense of being just overwhelmed by multiple zoom calls and google meets and yeah even if you have to work out online and you have a trainer it happens online like you know there's no face to face interaction there are not there's nothing like a group workout thing like you know you've just gone and played basketball or football or whatever Yeah. uh entire summer went without anybody swimming like there were no swimming pools uh, obviously the rich who have swimming pools in their house maybe uh, were lucky enough to get a dip but um the the guilt part i feel uh, comes from the social determinants in some sense because you are expected to do this like you know between 8 am and 6 pm uh, a lot of times i have a lot of zoom calls like this one for example uh in the, in the evening which is technically post work hours in some sense um because i have collaborators in the uk and in france i have to just switch on my computer at 10 pm at night i forget responding to a lot of students who themselves are struggling with i don't know so many quizzes and exams and re-exams and assignments and online classes that uh 
um, it, it feels like we're just sucked into this, you know, virtual world where there is uh, there is no escape. And so at times it just happens that I switch off my computer and I just, I'm like, I don't want to respond to certain people. I don't want to talk to certain people. Uh, I want to mute people on, on social media because they're just talking about things that don't need to be spoken. About. I mean, I'm sure you girls follow um, the news in India. It's about everything else other than the crisis that should be spoken about. Um, So, yeah, healthy boundaries are the two words that uh, I have sort of tattooed on myself, like on my brain in some sense. Like, uh, I take two steps back and I'm like, no, no, healthy boundary. It's okay. Like, just say no. Uh, I kind of fail at it at times. But uh, it's just a way of self-care, you know. Yeah. I know what you mean with the news, especially like everything is so triggering. I found myself exactly like you said that, you know, you don't want to look at it. You're just like, you know, I don't want to look at this. I need to like prioritize myself and, you know, prioritize how I'm feeling right now. And this is just not what I need because it's just going to add to make me feel worse. You know, so I definitely understand that. Yeah. And I think like you said, like students, I feel especially might be going through a rough time because all of this feels kind of very unfair because you're like okay we're promised four years like at least in our case we're promised four years and like one of them is just taken away and like we don't even know if we're going to be able to live properly through the fourth one so it feels like you you're almost angry at it and again like like you said the whole perspective of privilege comes in because that's the only thing that we have to worry about right now and like there are so many other aspects to this where we are so lucky to that that we don't our mind doesn't even have to go there, you know, in terms of income, in terms of healthcare, in terms of, you know, anything like that. Right. Um, I, I also feel that like the difference that I can, uh, we all live with guilt. I mean, across classes, across caste, gender, we all have some or the other sort of guilt and shame towards ourselves. Like, you know, where we, we so, I mean, we all love to punch ourselves down for Sometimes for no reason, sometimes we do have like valid reason. You should have done this. You didn't do this. This is a regret, etc, etc. But I think what has changed, and again, I'm uh, even more than an expert. uh, These uh, insights have come to me through my experience as someone who struggled with a mental illness is that I've started calling out that guilt. I've started calling out that shame in me that I am not that guilt and I am not that shame. It is because I am expected to conform to a particular norm in the middle of a pandemic, like the world is falling apart. Uh, You have the president of United States just taking off a mask when he himself is COVID positive. Like the level of dissonance that is there uh, is just staggering. And in all that, if I start just punching myself down, um, there's no way out of this spiral eventually. So instead, I, I named my, like, I've named my guilt. I have named, like, it's a person inside me. My guilt is called, like, Ramesh. And I'm sorry if there are any Rameshes listening to this. But, um, and I re- literally treat it as an uninvited guest uh, from time to time. Like, I've not, I was supposed to have dinner with my family and I, could not because I was on a Skype call with people in in the UK. So I'm like, oh my god, I'm feeling guilty. I'm like, no, it's it's just Ramesh who's you know he's gotten like thoda sa like door is open. He's coming, and now he's going to just uh, stay in my brain for some time uh, and uh, see to it that I punch myself down. So I've just started calling him out. Like you know, it's there, it's there, and it's not me. It's just something that. A little bit of trigger, it just enters and it's like, ha, okay, let me just spread my legs, make some chai for me and I'm going to see to it that um, you feel really bad by the end of the day. Uh, So that's my experience and also my expert advice, I feel, um, when it comes to managing this guilt and shame. And I really feel that, I mean, as radical as it may sound, that it's okay to not work. It's just absolutely fine to not work. If you have the option to not work, if you have the option to not sit for an exam and just protect your own mental health, if you have the privilege, like whatever the uh, 
the rape cases that are being discussed uh, on on social media where you know the caste angle is completely ignored a lot of my friends are triggered um and i'm like you don't have to explain just just go away and protect yourself just hydrate nourish if you have the privilege of watching netflix watch it you don't have to explain your behavior to anybody because it is like it is it is aggression at some level it is abuse at some level um and and whatever you can do to protect yourself from it uh you should do it i mean there is no explanation behind it so um yeah that's about i think i i hope i answered your question yeah definitely i feel uh that was actually what i was going to say next what do you think we can do and like when you talked about you know naming your sort of guilt or like naming any negative fear that people might have like naming your anxiety i feel like that is such a helpful way and such a in a sense positive way to look at it because then you get out of that spiral of blaming yourself for it and like thinking you know you know how they say that misery loves company it's like yeah. once that my whole day is going to go bad now and maybe my week is going to go bad because this is all i can feel and you know that's such a nice way to look at it so i will i was going to ask you like what do you think we can do like this is a really good piece of advice but something like related to that like is there anything that you've been doing like any ritual or any like something you're very disciplined about um well i have been i have had the privilege of working out like you know exercising throughout uh the pandemic since the beginning of it like since 18th of march i think uh, this draconian lockdown was announced uh and uh, i i don't i there have hardly been any days when i have missed a workout but again that again you know is a privilege i can't ask a person who cannot just get up from a bed because they are clinically depressed to be like acha do 25 push ups and you will feel better it's just it's uh, it's it's incorrect to give that advice um yeah. but uh i i again feel that see mental health is determined by a lot of societal determinants like the transphobia that is there in our society the sexism that goes on um workplace harassment hoga yaar some kind of exploitation salary is not coming in uh yeah. because the entire financial system has collapsed and uh, there's a lot of laps and lot of delays in salaries and I, i mean at some point people have to eat i mean you know the people getting laid off and they don't know if they're going to go back to their jobs or not i worked for two months with migrants who were stranded in pune uh, with an organization and that was quite an experience very overwhelming and very grounding at the same time to just you know uh, it helped me connect with the realities on 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 field uh, where i met people who had nothing on them they had their aadhar card written on their palms so they never washed their hands and the first thing that government was asking us to do is wear a mask and wash our hands like you know uh, regularly for 20 seconds at least um so i can't expect a person who has who does not have an aadhar card but just has a number written on his hand which might get him back to his small town in bihar to go and wash his hands with soap because Uh, it's i don't know it's just uh, and i feel even before talking about medication or therapy there has to be i mean if you feel that there's any kind of shame guilt anything that you cannot deal with personally i believe in the art of asking for help uh, i believe in asking a stranger for 50 rupees do you have change i need it just to pay the auto i'll buy you a coffee or whatever later um, i'll gp it to you etc etc but uh, that attitude of just like you know uh going out there and asking for any kind of help learning to draw boundaries healthy boundaries uh being able to say no when uh it is not something that is going to benefit your health in any way is is very very important um and that is what my experience even with mental illness has been like eventually medication is like you know wearing a life jacket finally you have to swim across and if you keep getting arnab goswami on your television and uh and this whole drug case and whatever like even on the internet or or on television um you'll okay you have to swim you're medicating yourself but what are you swimming through it is still very like you know uh it's very triggering the seas are very triggering and then uh, how do you find your way through through all this so you need support groups you can have virtual support groups um you can just have like 
I have people who I tell and they tell other people that don't disturb her because sometimes I just come across as very rude, very arrogant, very aggressive. Uh, so I've told very few close people who are really close to me that, listen, I've just, I'm just coming out of clinical depression and there are times when I might just get very angry and just lash out. Uh, instead of doing that to the person that I'm angry with, I would just tell you about it and can you pass on my message like you know I owe you one kind of a thing and uh, these are my safety nets which I've built they don't work it's not one shoe size that will fit all yeah. but a, a discussion to begin with uh, saying that I'm not okay or this is not okay more than I'm not okay I believe in the power of saying this is not okay like just that uh, is half the battle one that whatever is happening at home is not okay. This casual misogyny or sexism is not okay because we're 24 seven under the same roof. So it's not okay. Like, you know, uh, I think that is some sort of beginning for a change. Definitely. And I think whatever you said is really helpful. Like when you sort of have to recognize and, you know, create those boundaries for yourself. I think that's extremely important because otherwise you know, your time won't feel like your time, like whatever is going on, it'll feel like you're just sort of floating. Like that's how I've always like envisioned it. It's like, you know, during all of this time when if, you know, we don't have any sort of discipline, if we don't have any sort of, you know, schedule in our life. And then we're constantly in this spiral, like you said, of like feeling just all of these negative emotions. And I think, whatever you said was really helpful and I know that I'll definitely be you know it, especially this naming thing I'm definitely gonna try it out and yeah I think that is it for this episode thank you so much ma'am for being here and you know having this conversation with us and these topics are definitely you know not easy breezy so it's definitely something that you know you have to think about and you know go in with a lot of thoughts so thank you so much for giving us you know your opinion and you know your expert opinion as well thank you so much you can listen to us on anchor fm or spotify and you can dm us on instagram at reverb.radio.sla and and yeah we'll see you guys in the next episode